1: With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Your official station to talk giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. I don't know, T. sure about this one. Ah man, what's wrong with that? I'm just huh? saying, in terms of the uh, the mm-hmm. energy that I require, I'd say it's a bad beat. This might be finable. Uh, I'm in a good mood, so I'm gonna get Ah I could see sitting in the cut. A little, yeah, a short one. Okay. Killing it. <laughs> <Sure>. oh, <geez. laughs> uh, so, it is. Uh, it's eleven. That's Nate Dog, bro. <laughs> it's eleven. <laughs> I'm saying that this is not my favorite Nate Dogg. Song. You asking for Nate uh, but Dogg? But this is not the one that I wanted to gave come back, you back Nate with. Nate Respect, is. Dove.
3: You know what? Well, that's why I'm not finding him. Okay. I, I tried to find one that was more popular. Doesn't have the beat. This one had a beat at least. Yeah, mm. no, I know.
2: But it, and it's a cool beat. It's a midnight beat. That's all right. I'm not going to nitpick. All you I, had to do was come back with...
4: Dum, dum, dum,
2: dum, yeah, dum, that's what I was kind of expecting. But it's a, listen, dum, Dove is trying back there. He's it's doing warranty. That's why you, yeah, uh, that's exactly. why you couldn't find it, Yeah, and, and, and also, yeah you better regulate. regulate. No, of course. no I, I mean, regulators have cursing. The other song you had had cursing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drop a couple
5: of you-know-what bombs We are so in there corrupting,
2: Dove. Dove has <laughs> turned into uh, quite the, uh, the interesting... Cavalier figure these days. Throwing down those bets. You know, he's doing well. a <laughs> very untoward behavior. <laughs> he's probably the most pure person on the floor. Dove is the man. Love you, buddy. Rabbi, All right. Rabbi Dove. Yes, that's right. It's 11.03 on the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney. Uh, we got Ian Rappaport coming up in 20 minutes. That would be great mm-hmm. because he's the one who caught a little shrapnel from Rogers <laughs> the other day with McAfee. And uh, Tiki defended him. And uh, that's going to be good. We'll have a good conversation with him next. Now, few things about the Knicks from last night. First of all, you got to love the way they came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that fans don't look at it this way, but let me just tell you the reality, especially in the NBA. When you got a group of cats who have nine days off and they're feeling themselves a little bit, they want a couple in a row before last, but they're on the road. You're looking at basically 10 days off, you're playing against a team that's owned you recently. And the, the motivation, as much as we wish it was always there in those situations, many times in the NBA, it is simply not. It is not. So the fact that they got the message from Thibs and police themselves the way they do and jumped on Atlanta twenty five eight that shows me that they are starting to handle prosperity well. Like it's what well, first you got to learn how to compete. Yep. Then you got to learn how to handle when people start saying, "Man, this team's pretty good," and we've been saying that about the Knicks for a little bit here. So that's a great
4: sign. But it's also, you know, one of the things that we. Thought about was finishing teams, like starting strong and finishing, which yep. is exactly what they did in this game. But more importantly, as I said to you yesterday, because you you went through, or two days ago, you went through the next 10 games, the Knicks, and yeah. you're like, oh, you start with Atlanta. I said, you better beat Atlanta. That's right. It's also recognizing the teams you're supposed to beat the crap out of and then you go and do it. I mean right? this is Don't about seeing around
2: sure. Absolutely. Now listen, I didn't think they'd be up 25 to 8. I mean Randall hitting triples early and then hmm. everybody was great. I mean, really, I well, I mean Barrett air mailed a couple, but whatever. Yeah. He got hot eventually. Yeah. See, this game was so non-competitive at points, and I love this. I mean, Wally Zerbiak was actually talking about like the Dominique MJ Dunk contest <laughs> and how which and you know I love that. And I love Wally. Talking about like the pony sneakers that he used to wear. Although I was gonna text Wally, I don't think Dominique wore ponies. I think he wore Brooks. We gotta double check that.
4: Yeah, I don't know. We gotta
2: double check. I don't think I don't I was you're, too you're busy. you a, a sneaker head. I, I, I don't should, know. I should have texted him, but I think he got that wrong, but it was awesome. It was a fun night. Now let me let me get into something I said before about the most valuable, you know, moniker, right? And to me, it's been hijacked. The, MV, the MVP in football is going to be the quarterback.
4: Always. You know. It's a quarterback. I mean, every now and then, maybe you get an offensive player of the year that's a non-quarterback, but it's always going to be the quarterback for the MVP anymore.
2: It's a little frustrating, yep. but it's really hard to fight City Hall with that because it's, it's we're so deep into it. It's not going to really change, but... Anytime I get a chance to point this out, even on the most basic cursory level, I choose to, because I think that that's the kind of credit Jalen Brunson deserves right now. I ask you if, and this has always been my method for MVP, right? If you take component X away from component Y, how drastically different are the results? And all you have to do is substitute. If you take Jalen Brunson away, he's component X. Component-wise, the Knicks. Where are the Knicks? The mm-hmm. Knicks are nowhere. Yeah. They're absolutely rudderless. They're nowhere without Jalen Brunson. I can't fight that. So, if that's true, how come we can't conjure up a little energy for some MVP love for Jalen Brunson? I mean... By the literal <laughs> definition of the award. By the literal definition
4: of the wor- 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 word as it pertains to an, a team. Not, I think the problem is, is when we talk about the MVP... We talk about who's the best player in the league. And, you know, right now it's, it's Jokic, right? He's just always there. Yep. Right? I'm looking at the basketball reference probability percentage for the MVP, the MVP tracker. Right now uh, Jokic is number one. Embiid's and Bede's been making a big push. And He's got to be Embiid up there. And is number two. Giannis. And then Giannis. I mean, the, the usual suspects. Okay. Luka Where's Do- Tatum? Uh, Jason Four, Tatum fifth. is fifth. Uh, Yeah, he's fifth behind Luka. Okay. Um, So, I mean, it's the usual suspects for the best player in the league, not relative to their team. And so I think it's two different conversations because I would agree. Jokic is probably the best player in the NBA. He has been for the last couple of years. But relative to to his team, you can't not include Jalen Brunson on this list. And he's nowhere near on this list. I mean, they got Jimmy
2: Butler and John Morant. Uh, on this list. They I've located here. Jalen Brunson on my list. Plus 5,000, all right, which is the same as Bradley Beal, mm. who's not even averaging more points than KP on the Wizards. KP's actually averaging more than Beal, and I like Beal. Uh, Kyrie, who's now on a different team, has the same odds as Jalen Brunson. Yep, Trey Young, who has just morphed into a chucker, and in spurts, I don't think like I don't. I won't say a, a bad teammate, but on the court, I think a teammate that's not a whole lot of fun to play with. That's something else. Wally said. I was thinking the same thing. They were down by nineteen last night at one point. I mean, he just comes up. He jacks up a twenty-seven footer. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, what he, was he, he? What was he? One for six from three-point range. I can't remember. They the started zero for nine. I don't even know what he finished here. Uh, Booker's at five thousand. So Zach Levine has better MVP odds right now than than our guy. Wow. Uh, I mean, come on! Julius Randall has the same exact ones. The Aaron Fox, Demar Derozan, it's almost Anthony like those are, Davis. It's almost
4: like, and he doesn't play. how I many games Give me a they break. Must, those are almost like toss-off
2: odds. Yeah, right. Just like,
4: all right, ridiculous. you're not in the top ten. Let's just throw you in. Uh, you're you're about Julius Randall uh, level. You're about Anthony Davis level. It's because they're not watching on an on a daily day in and day out basis. They don't see the impact that he has on the on the on on this Knicks team, and especially in comparison to where this Knicks team was last year without him.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just needs to be said, and I know, you know, real Knicks fans appreciate this guy, because, boy, I mean, you go back to, it's funny, Dick Barnett called him, Dr. Barnett, yes. oh, pardon me, Dr. Barnett, he made sure mm-hmm. I, and then, I worked and then, hard for that.
4: And they must be listening to our show on the morning show, because that? Boomer did a sports minute on Dr. Dick Barnett. Oh, did he? He did. All right, well, that's, listen, he I did. think Boomer supports us. Of course he does.
2: Just Support, I think everybody supports It was like us.
4: one of the most random things that's happened on our show since we've been on WFA. That was random. That was cool. Unbelievable talent. Obviously, his career was a little bit cut short, as he described to us. The that's Achilles. His, it was his Achilles and, you know, the injuries, and he didn't have his GP as uh,
2: his uh, college degree, so yep. he went back and got his that. As got a, his doctorate from, doctorate. from Fordham. And
4: a Ph.D. NYU, <laughs> yeah. taught at
2: St. John. What a life. So, I mean, I— if you want to go find the interview, it was um whatever time it was, but it's up on the the, the WFAN page. Point being, um, the Nick fans who can go back to the Barnett's and and the Pearls and the Frasers and we can't, yeah, you know, they, they have certainly a deeper appreciation for quality point guard play because they've actually seen it. Mm-hmm. And if you really look at I mean, take this in, this sounds crazy. This encompasses four decades. Mark Jackson, Doc Rivers for a minute, Derek Harper. <clears throat> I mean, Marbury put up numbers, but Marbury, that was, I mean, well, throw them on there out of respect, but that was not fun at all. God. Lynn Sanity for two weeks. Yeah. Raymond Felton for five months. Yeah. Like, it is absent of names. And this feels sustainable, though. It feels like this is real. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, he is
4: getting better and better, and he is really incredible. Like I said, he he makes this, not him, but just the way that the team is. He's a big part of it. They're just fun to watch. Right, if you're a Knicks fan, you just you enjoy watching it because you feel like there's something, there's a foundation being built
2: that's going to be here for a while. Okay, I'm with you. 877-337-6666. Anthony Waterbury, what's up, Ant? How are you today? Not bad.
1: How are you guys doing? Good. We're good, Ant. You know, I got to say, Jalen Brunson is a breath of fresh air. He's bringing the he's bringing the mojo every night, and he's leading that team like he he was meant to be. I think this is one of Leon Rose's. Uh, Trophy uh, moves, and I still remember back in uh, August and September and whenever, and people were calling the fan and downgrading this whole thing of why do we have him, why do we need him, and I guess it's proven why we need him.
2: Well, I'll tell you why, Ant, because people are lazy, and people too often allow their opinions to be shaped by outside narratives. And when you're a second round pick, as Jalen Brunson was, yep. so you're disrespected on draft night. Mm-hmm. When you don't walk around and say, "Look at me! Look how awesome I am!" Me, 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 me. You don't fire. You know, Instagram post after Instagram post promoting yourself. You don't play above the rim. You're not incredibly flashy. You know what? Your 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 value is going to get obscured, if not completely ignored. So to really uh, to really understand who Brunson is. You have to watch basketball. That's just the bottom yeah, line. Yeah. Is
4: is he the, the trophy acquisition draft? or Because um, Randall was here already with Leon Rose. Is, let, this, let, is this his trophy
2: acquisition? Let me take it in a totally different direction. Not only is Jalen Brunson Leon Rose's trophy edition, <laughs> it is the best move the Knicks have made in 30 years. I said that a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's the best free agent signing yeah. that they've ever made. But they haven't had a ton of free Well, Allen Houston, no, for sure, yeah. not many, not many, no doubt. And I brought Allen's name in there, uh, of course. spreewell was a trade. Um, you know, Larry Johnson was a trade. He obviously had the huge four-point play, big piece of those really good Nick teams. I mean, we could go chapter and verse on what they did. But in terms of altering the perception and the results... You find he's somebody more than Ewing, who was drafted, Bernard King. Bernard was actually in a trade as well. Yeah. Bernard was not drafted by the Knicks. But that list is short, and Brunson's on it. He, You know, it's weird. It's almost like you do sports radio, and I know that conflict sells. But I feel like I could just get on the air and, and just give this guy platitudes for an hour. <laughs> and it's not going to be enough. Yeah. He's been that good. Yeah, there's, nothing, there's no negative to talk about him. Oh, he's awesome. He is awesome. Let's get... How about David and Glenn Rock, What's going on, David? How are you today?
1: Hey, fellas. Good morning. Thank you very much for taking my call.
2: Pleasure, man. You bet. So not only is it fun to play relevant basketball, but it's also fun to imagine getting by round one and maybe, maybe even round two. I'm just going to put
0: a big baby out there. So I have some questions. Is it crazy now to want more as a fan? And the second question would be, there's probably, I mean, we all know the games that they
1: had big leads that they blew. Is that a coaching issue or is that a maturity issue and part of the players? Because, you know, we could be another 10 games over right yeah. now if they can close out those games.
4: Yeah, BT was talking about this yesterday. We The, the Knicks could and probably should have 40-plus wins at this point, right? But, you know, certain how they closed out games. I mean, there's some of these games you go look at the, the logs. It's like, dude, they scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, right? Like, what, what what the hell happened here? So there are some of those games, you're right, that they could have and probably should have won. But at the same time, I feel like from the beginning of the season till now, this Knicks team has evolved. Like, it's changed. Remember early on, it was like all of this, like, we don't know who we are, so let's just move the ball around. Like, it was like, it felt like the Golden State Warriors for a couple of games. Like, just pass, 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 pass. It was hot. It was like, so they, they were clearly experimenting with their philosophy. Right and and what what worked and I feel like they're now settled into it because Jalen Brunson has risen into the star uh, and the and the ball handler that this team has sorely needed for year after year. Right, I mean Tom Thibodeau, you almost felt sorry for him because he had nobody that had gravity, like nobody that was going to bring defenders to them. And so, what did he have to do? Just throw it to 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 Randall standing at the in the in the cut on the corner right and hope that people came. He double teamed then he could kick it out to somebody who had an open shot, or he just puts it on the floor, isos it, and tries to score like bully ball. Like that's it's 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 not winning basketball in twenty twenty
2: three. No, it's not right. So you
4: need a Especially point in guard. the fourth quarter. You when need it went, a yeah. creator, yep. right? You uh-huh. need you need someone who can handle and make
2: you know shots for himself, but also do it for everybody else. And that's what Jalen Brunson has brought you know david ended the call with you know what's the expectation uh, as a nick fan and i'll tell you what mine is number one destroy the bad teams mm-hmm. number two defend the garden floor which they're <laughs> starting to do a lot better and number three and there's been a problem this year although it's kind of gone away for the most part avoid the extended volatility you know you win five you lose seven you win eight, you lose six, mm-hmm. like that. I feel like that team is that team is gone. Yeah, which is a good thing. I and, mean, it was only you know.
4: that one little stretch, right? And uh, and well, there was two actually. One in December, and right right around Christmas. That's when, they when lost. Brunson
2: missed a free throw against the
4: Bulls, and yeah. there was some late games. Yeah, yep, yeah, they yep. lost, The Mavericks were lost uh, five in a row. Yeah, that and then the 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 four in a row that we talked about that started and ended with Toronto, uh, back in the middle of January. So they've had these little lulls in the middle of the month. Uh, hopefully. Well, now that
2: means the All-Star break in the middle of February, so they won't have it. And play the Wizards out of the shoot, too. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to getting Mitchell Robinson back, too. I mean, <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is the best. He's he, I think he's the best offensive. Re- he's the be- he's an amazing rebounder. Start with that. And he's a great shot blocker. Yeah, he's just getting into that availability question conversation. Uh, that's okay. I'm not yeah. talking about, you know, well, they did give him the contract. I don't mm-hmm. mean Mitchell Robinson, you know, over the next four or five years. I mean, Mitchell Robinson over the next two, three months when he comes back. So, there's a lot to like about this team. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right, John's going to annoy me here. John is in Brooklyn. John, what's going on, buddy? How what's are up, you? John? Yeah, hey, um,
1: just about just about Brunson, I just have a simple question for you. They're playing well right now. I know that there's a lot of good vibes around right now. Simple question. Can Brunson be the best guy on a championship team? I think the answer to that is no, and therefore I think you guys are blowing him way out of proportion.
4: Well, I don't think any. I don't think we're saying that this Knicks. I mean, BT might have said they're getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't. Right. I'm not saying they're they're a championship team. I think they need a superstar. They absolutely need a superstar. But how do they get that superstar? Is is easier, I think, said than done. But the the, the way you start that is by making your team not a, a a cellar dweller or an afterthought in free agency or just a place that feels like a black hole. I mean, don't you? I mean, you got to admit that has changed, John. Right? I mean, well, I think no, for yeah, so for many sure, years sure. it felt like I mean, like BT would always ask me, "Why aren't you a Knicks fan? Why don't you go to more Knicks?" I like, they sucked ever since I got here twenty five years ago. Right now, they I start I'm starting to feel like. This team has something.
2: Well, it's too late. We don't want you now.
1: I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to be a fan. I'm just saying I, I enjoy watching the
2: Knicks. They are fun.
1: The right? thing is, is that, that 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 language of like, oh, this is this is this is Leon Rose's trophy or whatever. This guy is not like a not like he's he's a very. Yeah, I don't want to under, underestimate. I know he's very very good. He's made the team. I, I agree with your MVP call totally. I hear all that. Okay, I'm just saying trophy trophy. This guy, he's not going to be the 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 main piece for us to win a championship. And that really should be the goal. If your goal is not, I know I'm happy we're relevant. I'm just saying. Right now, right now we're playing well. If we go in the first round this year, and even the second round this year, and then we go out, Dude, could you turn the I'm hot happy, water on just
4: a little bit? I mean, like, I mean, you just got like straight cold water you're dumping on us. Now, let me ask <laughs> you a question,
2: John. How about, what, what do you think he's averaging points per game, Jalen Brunson? Mm-hmm. How many? How think? many? I would guess 25. Uh, he's at 24. It's pretty good. What do you think he's it's shooting? Okay. What do you think he's shooting from the field as a lead guard? Mm. Oh, I have no idea. What 49%. You, you 49%. Oh, yeah? that's,
1: that's very good,
2: yeah. What, what do you think he's shooting from three? I don't know. You tell me. 40%. 40, almost 42%. Oh, you're pretty good about really? it. We're not well, knowing, John. Well, for knows well. the numbers, I would think you'd give him a little more credit. <laughs> right, no, no,
1: I totally, like I said, I totally get the credit. Just, I want to just hit the brakes a little bit. They've been playing extremely well. Also, sidebar, also, once you're that guy suddenly and you graduate from middle-level, pretty good guard to, oh, star guard, you get a lot of defensive attention, particularly from good teams in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's really where it gets dangerous. I don't think he, necessarily we've seen he's up
2: to that challenge. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, listen, he was last year when Luka Doncic was out and he averaged, you know, basically 40 points game in the playoffs, by mm-hmm. the way. And it's not like they had two or three other weapons. It's not like he did it on the Warriors. Oh, let me attract my got to design staff or we got to stop you know clay years ago when clay was still clay and still Sprite. clay thompson's totally a different player this year it's yeah. so sad mm-hmm. those injuries have really caught up Jalen Brunson stepped on the court last year in the playoffs without Luka Doncic and not a whole hell of a lot around him and was the best player on the team and really the best player in the series. Yeah, And he's continued it this year. So I get it. It's You need more of a sample. Understood. respected. I'm locked in. He's the man. He's awesome. Let him have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Put the bam, put the bam, put the bam, bam. All right, 1126 on the fan. It's Tiki time for Aaron Rodgers' buddy. It's the In Rappaport Report brought to you by your local Kia dealers. Visit Kia.com and discover a movement that inspires by Total Orthopedics. The experts are getting you back to being you. By Town Fair Tire, nobody beats Town Fair Tire, nobody. And by Collars & Co., makers of the best polos on the planet. Visit CollarsAndCo.com. So, Ian, you have made... Uh, very nice living, breaking news, and not being the news. So you were in an interesting spot the other day when Aaron Rodgers inserted you and Schefter into the news. What would you think about that?
3: Uh, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, everybody in the world texted me. You know, I would say one of the things with doing what I do, and I, and it's the same thing really for anyone that is, you know, pretty public, is you report information and... You do the best you can with making sure that it is accurate, timely. You know, you want to be right. You want to be first, all that stuff. And then whatever happens with the info, I sort of never mind. And I've never minded kind of, you know, being in the crosshairs of anyone, especially when it's just because of, you know, me doing my job. So, like, I put the info out there. Rogers can react however he wants to react. Um, You know, I've never – it's I don't take offense. If I see him, I would not be angry. Like to me, this is all, you know, it's all part of it. It's like I say something, and then people are allowed to react. Yeah. Um, Rogers has never been shy about speaking his mind, so to me, it's all fine.
2: I had your back, Ian. He so, did. You know. Yeah. I mean, I had it too. I he was just it. he brought it first. Yeah. <laughs> Tiki definitely had it, and and we both did because you know it seemed uh, not a shot, but it just seemed a little mm-hmm. a little aggressive. And listen, he fluctuates between passive aggressive and strangely <laughs> aggressive, and then everything in between. Do you? Because Tiki. Dinky's point yesterday was that that very well might be a foreshadow of him having issues in New York if he comes here with the media. Would you agree with that? I don't see it that way. Do you?
3: So I would he he is very you know, I don't I don't know that I would use the word sensitive, but he's very attentive and interested in what media says. And at some point in his career, you know, probably two or three years ago, but real, real late in his career, he went from being like, yeah, I don't care what the media says to I'm going to respond. And once he decided to respond, he responds to everything. He's got a weekly spot on the McAfee show. He's, you know, very good and very interesting. I always watch and listen. And, you know, once you start kind of going at the media or, um, you know, basically counterpointing them, you really can't stop. So if you're going to do it on one thing, you kind of got to do it on everything. And that's where he finds himself is sort of like, You know, one of the athlete world's foremost media critics, whether it's, (laughs) you know, sports or certainly politics or uh, health related, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. uh, vaccine
3: related. He's been pretty outspoken. So, I mean, he I don't know that he's can't handle it, but I do know he reacts to everything. And that is the way he's chosen to be. And it is, you know, at his advanced age for a player.
5: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Except that he's just got to answer questions about it all the
5: time. Yeah, I mean, but it
4: also, he can't speak out of both sides of his mouth and criticize us for talking about him when he's talking about himself and he's one of the best players in football. You can't you can't deny that. Do you think it's going to matter, matter in a locker room or in a front office as they think about bringing him in? Because yeah. culture is important, but obviously on the field, what he does on the field matters more.
3: Yeah, and quarterbacks are different. I mean, culture is extremely important. You know, you look at – I mean, the Chiefs have maybe the – you know, certainly one of the best cultures, maybe the best culture in the NFL – Part of the reason why they can have like, you know, eight rookies start or play key roles or whatever the number is, and they just fit right in in the locker room and they're just good to go. But quarterbacks are different. I mean, you know, I I don't know that he's going to the Jets, but certainly it is a possibility. And when Brett Favre went to the Jets, he was kind of in a silo by himself. I mean, he was there, he was fine, he reacted, he was professional, he was fine, but like, definitely not one of the guys quarterbacks are especially by the time they get to you know 30 something like he is they're not one of the guys mm. they are almost half management you know it's like <laughs> when when russell wilson gets criticized in denver for having an office and you know bodyguards and i mean all that is real so don't get me wrong but it is kind of what it's like to be quarterback because you're like a third player a third businessman and a third management because you are consulted on real team things the quarterback is different and they are treated different
2: yeah, that's interesting. We're talking to our buddy Ian Rappaport. You know, one thing that Tiki and I threw into the conversation earlier is that, let's say he comes here. And I contrasted, you know, Robert Sala's style from Brian Dable. One thing that Dable did not not I don't mean coaching stuff on game day. I mean their presentation at the podium, which I think could be very important dealing with Rodgers yeah. if he's here. Like Dable was on a mission. It's it's about football and shut down all the ancillary stuff. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to joke. Even when he refused to give Daniel Jones great credit after he destroyed the Vikings, it was sticking to the script. Robert Sala has proven to be or tried to be more of a a willing communicator, a little more humanized, if you will. And and I don't know that that's – I appreciate that person to person. I don't know if that's the best route to try to deal with Rodgers because you almost get yourself deeper into a whole talking about stuff when something inevitably goes awry. Does that make sense? Robert Sala's demeanor, is he the right coach to deal with Rodgers?
3: I mean, I think he's a really good – defensive coach, so Rodgers will appreciate having a good defense. And he is sort of the you know, the head spokesman of the team. Um and at, he was, you know, with the quarterback position this year he was very heavy handed. He was very on message. A lot of times he had the most important quotes as it pertains to the quarterback position and he would go out there and whatever he wanted his players to hear, whatever he wanted the media to talk about, it wouldn't be whispers, it would be Salah saying it. Like, you know, we're not gonna give up on Zach or Here's why Mike White, whatever it was at the time yep. it was always Salah. It's going to be different if it's Aaron Rodgers because Rogers is going to be the Rogers spokesman. Yeah. And I think, you know, what Salah will probably find is he's going to be asked a million questions and at some point he will go, guys Rogers is coming up next. These are great questions for him. God, isn't and that
4: dangerous, though, Ian? I mean, you think about this. You think about the coaches and the quarterbacks who have great personalities. Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin was still the alpha, right? Tom Brady, Bill Belichick was still the alpha. Uh, even Bruce Arians with Tom Brady, he was still the Like, I, I feel like that's really dangerous because there could be room for contradiction, and then it becomes a story. Like, we'll talk about it's nonsense, but we'll talk about it, and it'll be more than a one-day story, as BT and I were talking about earlier.
3: Yeah, maybe. I think that's that's – That could definitely happen. But with Rodgers, you get all of it. Um, And if you're going to get, you know, I think he is still one of the best quarterbacks in football. Um, The teams that are interested, and definitely the Jets are one of them, I think he would be their top choice. Um, If you get Rodgers, you get all of it. So you get the great play. You get the unbelievable poise under pressure. You get one of the greatest quarterbacks who's ever done it, multiple-year MVPs. You get some controversy. You get someone who's going to, you know, really bite back at reporters, not even in a bad way. He does it respectfully, yeah. but he does he does make his point. You know, it's going to be – you get a lot of it, but, you know, the hope is that on-field outweighs all of it, and if he doesn't have a broken thumb and he doesn't have all the injuries that he had last year, I think it would be worth it.
2: Yeah. Yep, yep, I'll certainly take the chance as a Jets fan. All right, so it doesn't seem, at least on the surface, there's not – outside of the connection that the Jets need a quarterback – doesn't seem anything tangibly connected. Jetsing and Carr. So we know about the Saints' visit. We think maybe Carol. Like, do the Jets even really are they going to pursue Derek Carr?
3: Uh, if if they do, Aaron Rodgers is going to be their number one. And if they don't get Rodgers, I do think they'll pursue Derek Carr. Yeah, but By Derek, way, Carr,
2: but Ian, Derek Carr might be gone. He's got a month start on free agency. Yeah, he might be gone. That so is what is definitely are, true. So are they even talking but, to Derek but, Carr?
3: Uh, I actually do think they've. Uh, I I believe I believe that they have had some communication. I believe they were able to do that. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe they were able to have some conversation with Derek Carr. I, I know it wasn't a visit, but like a visit would make sense. You know, that would certainly make sense. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna do anything that would risk them not getting Aaron Rodgers if that is even a possibility. And theoretically, you know, Rodgers is going into the darkness um, if. When he comes out of the darkness, then presumably he will have some idea of what he's doing, and maybe by the middle of next week we will know. Yeah. So I don't think the Jets will be out of anything, but I don't think they're going to give up on getting Rodgers just to get Derek Carr. Now, there are ties. Um, Todd Downing was his uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach in Oakland, so he knows Derek Carr very well. Carr's had a ton of success with him. So that's there are definitely Carr ties. Um and I know there is interest. I just know that it's not going to, you know, sort of overtake the Rogers pursuit.
2: Got it. And, and nor should it. Okay. So there's there's business and what you need you need to adhere to, in terms of uh, the principles of business, and then there's common sense. All right. So I asked you last week. I'm going to ask you again. It's it's Ian Rappaport with us here on the Fan. It is my strong belief, but I'm not a reporter, so this is why I'm asking you. The Jets have to, on some level communicated with somebody that reps Aaron Rodgers, somebody that's tight with that and familiar with his thinking. Ian, I I can't process the Jets putting most of their resources, from an energy point of view, in Aaron Rodgers and not have a basic sense of even views them as an appealing destination. I can't accept that. I have to think on some level the Jets have an ounce of intel that he likes them and that that's possible. Am I
3: wrong? Well, well I... I'm sure there have been back-channel conversations. You know, information is king, and so, you know, if you're general manager, Joe Douglas, you obviously play by the rules. You do everything you need to by the rules, but there's probably some way you can find out. But I would say this. Let's say that Rodgers emerges from the dark and says, "Um, all right, I want to be traded. Mm -hmm. What the Packers are going to do, this is my understanding, is they're going to say, where do you want to go? Or where are two places you want to go? and whatever it is, and then we will facilitate that for you. So they are going to be willing to facilitate a trade for him if he wants that. It's just a matter of matching up the compensation and the numbers. So if Rogers does want to be traded, which I don't know, but if he does want to be traded, then I don't think – getting him will be an issue i think it's going to be more does he pick them yes or no
4: mm, got it he's got to prove it by the for, uh-huh. with the green bay packers they seem they're working hand in hand let me move on to other business real quick before we let you go here in the philadelphia eagles were obviously runner-up they had a great season uh but they lose both of their coordinators which i'm positioning as a great thing for new york uh jonathan gannon and shane steichen are both uh in and at new places as head coaches who do who do you think they hire in um, interim wise, and will it matter with uh, relative to the success
3: that they had last year? Well, I would say Brian Johnson, the quarterbacks coach, uh, former Utah quarterback, is a really really strong candidate at OC. I would say probably the favorite there. Um, now he's got some interest from other places, the Carolina Panthers for one, but you know I would describe him as a favorite in Philly. Really good young coach, and seems poised to you know kind of take that over. On defense they got some good internal candidates. Denard Wilson is one. Mm. But you know, the the thing you hope when you're a team like the Eagles who's had a, a lot of success and seems to be only getting stronger, has great personnel, is that your program is strong enough to withstand losses. So yeah, two coordinators, that's tough. That's not what you want. But you got some young guys, they're well trained, they know the system. I think Sirion does a really good job. You know, hopefully they could step in. Play calling is the only sort of concern to me, which is a big one, but you know, because Shane Steichen did that and really turned them around when he took over play calling. So I think if it is Brian Johnson, he would have some big shoes to fill.
4: Yeah, and why ultimately do you think is it just youth for Kafka and maybe the other side age for Wink? Why did why were both of them left out of the head coaching hires this this this, this cycle for the Giants? I love it for the I mean, Giants because there's continuity and consistency. But no, it's great. You obviously but, love to see those guys get an opportunity, but they didn't
3: this year. Yeah, it's just it's rare when you know I think Kafka did a really good job and press, made it to the second round uh in Arizona for instance but you know just not quite there yet not quite ready you know i would say probably paved the way for him to be a head coach in 2024 if all goes well um but just you know there's there's a lot that goes into it and it's you know how good are you as a coach but also like how good are your relationships yeah. if you if you lose your first three choices on defensive coordinator how close are you with number four, and can you get him? I've, like, always, said of I've yeah. always said that. I've always said that, Ian. I've always it, it
4: derails so. some some really good potential head coaches because they can't hire
2: the rest of the staff, yeah. and that's the problem with with a lack of minority GMs. I mean, that, that's just the funnel down effect. I mm-hmm. mean, because then you don't have as many minority OCs, and mm-hmm. then the OCs the pipeline to the head coach. I mean, that's uh, definitely a residual <laughs> issue. Uh, Ten seconds. Rex going to take that uh, that Denver
3: Broncos job with Peyton? I cannot believe he took it this long to ask me. Um, (laughs) I would say, uh, look at you know he's he's been described as me to me as the favorite. Um, I believe when they're done with their process, he will be the last man standing. So yeah, I think we're going to get Rex Ryan back in the NFL, back as a defensive coordinator with Sean Payton.
2: Nice, that's good for that's good for the NFL. And we're playing the Broncos this year. We'll have to slice up Rex's D. With Rogers, all right, man. Uh, text your buddy. Yeah, he's in the cave. He mi- text him. He misses you. He's a little, yeah. little dark in there. Give him a text, okay? Yeah, I know. All right. Don't do that, Ian. It was great to see you Thanks, last pal. week
4: in person. You're not just a box in a, a head in a box. <laughs>
3: you too, man. You too. That was fun. I appreciate you uh, pretending not to know that your brother was getting in.
2: Was <laughs> I had to do it for two
4: weeks. It sucked,
2: but it was awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you, Ian. All good right, man. man. There all you right, go. Take care of that. Yes, sir, Ian Rappaport. So we could react to that. <laughs> well, now. 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Scots. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. What a move by Scots. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. It's uh, 1147 here. Good stuff with Rappaport. I've got something from a quote that I don't think many people have seen from a potential Jets quarterback target that, and I like this guy, but the words that he uttered I officially shut the door on him. I am no longer interested. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I'm going to give it to you later. I want to stick with what we're rolling with. But I just saw this. It was interesting. Uh, Let's get back to you guys. The call's here. Andrew on Long Island. What's up, uh, Andrew? How are you? Good. How are you doing, guys? Hey, buddy.
1: First of all, I just wanted to back you up on what you guys said about Brunson. I don't know who the other caller was. And he had a point, meaning he hasn't really been doing this for long here. But the reality is, I think the Knicks took him based on how he did in the playoffs last year, he's uh, he's professional. He can score if he needs to. He's on the floor. He gives everything. I think he's a guy you build a team around. And I think the Knicks have been dying for a guy like this. Like I think it could have been Derrick Rose if he were healthy. But uh-huh. I think short of that, the last 20, 30 years, I don't know what took this long.
2: But You know what it jumped out to me? So I'm watching it last night. And of course, the Knicks start out. They're up 25 or 28-5 or 25-8, whatever it was. They were crushing them. And then, you know, as every team makes a little teeny-tiny run. And I think it was the third quarter. Knicks didn't, weren't shooting the ball particularly well. And I think the lead got whittled to around 12, I want to say, Teak, right? Mm-hmm. They scored they 12 or 13-ish. Uh, they scored Atlanta, did, they inbound the ball, Brunson. And you could actually see Brunson, and while Wally kind of noted this, you could see him kind of looking at the scoreboard and self-assessing like, all right, we need a basket. We need to stabilize, and he went right to the rim, and in three seconds got his own bucket. Yeah, which stopped the bleeding. Right. Like it's just a right. there's an internal right. recognition. He does have a lot of coach like qualities to him. Yeah, it's a pleasure. He, he does, and it's why
4: we look at him as the crowning achievement of Leon Rose to date. Because he hasn't done it. Exactly, same' I he hasn't done yeah, exactly. it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his career like transaction transaction log. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your call of uh, Leon Rose. So he obviously hired Tibbs, right? Then he signed Alec Burks. Which was a good signing. But, yeah. I mean, Obi Toppin, obviously. World um, draft yep. choice. New Orleans, uh, New Orleans. Noel. I'm just picking these, uh, yeah, yeah, you I know, gotcha. just intermittently. Emmanuel Quickly, right? That was nice. I agree. Alfred Payton, right? I mean, that
2: was out of necessity. Yeah, Taj Todd Gibson, signed as a free agent. Yeah, he's a good vet. I love Taj, but, you know, that's <laughs> right? low risk. That's nothing. I yeah,
4: agree. Yeah, so j- you just look at the names, and, you know, um, I'm trying to think Miles My- Powell. Signed a two-way contract. Yeah. There's nothing that's jumping out the same. Skipping pal. I, I agree. Quentin Grimes, he signed. That was a good one That's as a nice well. draft choice right Sims, there. Jericho
2: Sims, Kimba Walker. Jericho Sims is a good draft choice. Uh, Kimba Walker was a Kim, disaster. Kimber Walker. And I mean, they had to get rid of a first-round pick to get rid of Kimba. Listen to what I'm saying now. Brandon yeah. Knight.
4: Yeah. Right? He signed yeah. Brandon Knight. There's nothing that you're saying, man, that was that was a franchise-changing move. Yep. Until, I'm just going through his literal list. Mitchell Robinson signed a multi-year deal. When you look at Jalen Brunson, you look you say that is his crowning signature moment because it's the best one that he's had in the two years or now three years that he's been here. Mm-hmm. Like that so we're not like we're not saying he he signed Jalen Brunson and they're winning a the championship. That's not what we're saying. We're saying he's done a lot of nothing for a lot of years, and he's finally starting to get it right, and Jalen Brunson is the
2: first example of it. Yeah, I wouldn't put this number one or number two, but I, I got to tell you, extending Julius Randle. Yeah, Looks true, pretty good, too. True. He didn't bring Julius in. Didn't get a did, max.
4: But he did extend him, and he had that anomaly a year, but now he seems to be back. And, you know, now he's like Josh Hart. He brings in Josh Hart, who was, like, such a good signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a good trade, I should say. So I, I think it... I, I feel like he's turning the corner opinion-wise for Knicks,
2: or at least he should be, because there was a lot of just kind of deals to make deals. And but, deals that were there to be made that weren't, yeah. like the Donovan Mitchell stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, his uh, perception changed a little bit. He still has a lot, you know, a lot to do, but yeah, it's going in the right direction. Jeff's in Miller Place. What up, Jeff?
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I just i am thrilled about what's going on with the Knicks, and with, with Brunson, I know Maybe a week or two ago, yet you were talking about how the Knicks were the, the furthest one away from a championship because of they didn't have. I mean, I guess it would have come down to they don't have that superstar franchise player, yep. And which, yeah, I guess I agree with, but like. They
4: still need that we, guy. We Otherwise, they're not, they're not winning. Could
3: he, be t- excuse me, could he be turning into this Brunson?
2: Could he turn you this? Like forget the about Brunson for job, Jeff. But- forget about Brunson, Jeff. Let me, let me, yeah. let me frame it, d- and I want you to answer this, okay? we're fixated on brunson because that's how we started the conversation all right his value is there a chance that the knicks can do something and i don't mean this year probably more than next year that very rarely happens in the nba and that has accomplished something huge without a superstar like the pistons in oh four mm. with chauncey mm. like i i think we're we're looking for the superstar and that's always nice and that's pretty much the foolproof recipe but there are other ways to get there, even though they're rare. And the Pistons did that.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think it's certainly possible. But do you think that that uh, I want your guys' opinion? If is could Brunson turn into a superstar? Like we we don't know what he is yet.
4: Yeah, I don't think we do because he's only what his fourth year. Three, yeah, fourth year. So. He's twenty six, but he's 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 still young. I I don't think he's going to be because he's not. His game doesn't have like pieces that I haven't seen yet. I think we know who he is. He's still getting better at shot creation, and some of the things he does are just like wow. he's he, how's he do? That? He doesn't play above the rim, so he's probably not. But the reason we talk about, I think, superstars. This is just my opinion, is because you need that guy like Kevin Durant, like Giannis, who just uh, LeBron, who one day in a must-have it game in the in the postseason. So you're in a, you're in a series, and you got to win this game. That dude goes for forty. Right, that's why we talk about having a superstar because he just takes over a game regardless of what's happening with the the tenor, uh, the 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 momentum of a series. He can just take it over. Now the reality is we actually saw Jalen Brunson do that like, a couple times last year for Dallas. Now they obviously they fell short and he's not there any, anymore, and he's here. So maybe as BT was, I think trying to get to, you can get deep in the postseason without a superstar if you have a guy. Who can score 40 or can take over a game or take over a series by being above it all? That That's what superstars do on the reg. Yep. Can Jalen Brunson do that intermittently when needed? I think maybe. Yeah, I think he can.
2: Okay, I think, it's always been a little pet peeve of mine, I think we throw around the word great and superstar too often. Yeah, of course. It's lost the gravity, True. the reverence. But Jalen Brunson isn't that. I um, know, I got you. But I'm going to throw some names at you. Some are obviously obvious. I want you to tell me superstar. Just say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And the question is: Is this guy a superstar? Doncic, yeah. Embiid, yes. Giannis, yes. Lillard, uh, yes. Shea Gilgis Alexander, not yet. Jason Tatum, yes. LeBron, yes. John Morant, mm, yeah, almost. You got no. Nah, yeah. He's a superstar. He's you got to get to him.
4: I want him to win before I can like. I, 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 I'm putting. I, him hey, there, granted, but I they, got you. They're there. They're close. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, superstar. Yes, yes. superstar. Mm, he kind of willed the Nuggets. I mean, he willed them to the postseason. He did it. You mean Utah? I mean, not uh, Utah. He he willed, them. and look yep. where they are yep. now. They always came up short, though, but they also yeah. were. Little, yeah, But yeah. look where they. Are. Not not, not Denver, but Utah. Look where they are now. Yeah,
2: two games under five hundred. Yeah. So different. is it a yes or no? I'm gonna. He's, I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's like that next next tier, and he's very close to it. But that's my vote. Yeah, and you'll see yeah. where I'm going with this in a minute. I'll leave him out just for argument's sake. Kyrie. Yes. Trey Young. No. Jalen Brown. Mm, yes. No, he's not a superstar. Jalen Brown is a superstar. Not super- a superstar. For, for Boston? I don't think he's a I think he's a really good player. I don't think he's a superstar. He do not want anything yet. Yeah, but. And he's got the, the he's got top five that, player he's next got, to him. He's got that it. All right. All right. Uh, DeRozan. Mm, no. Siakam. No. Okay. Those are the, in order, now it's not all about points, but those are the 15 leading scores in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Of the 15, we agree that eight are absolute su- superstars. You're a little more lenient in one or two spots, whatever. Yeah. The point being, there's not that many superstars. Uh-huh. So, and some of uh, some of those are, have no chance to, well, uh, Lakers aren't going to win the championship this year, but LeBron's still a superstar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So... I, we're on this pursuit of superstar. Don't call it a comeback when the Lakers,
4: <laughs> when the Lakers get into the
2: seventh seed. Hey, by the way, nice to see LeBron's done celebrating. He could actually resume his job <laughs> last night. Play basketball again, that a boy. You done uh, partying? That you yeah. broke the record? You done congratulate yourself, LeBron? You done? You done with the parties and the the pictures and the the paint the 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 cakes that with, with the king's crown? We good mm-hmm. celebrating? Which he actually had. D'Angelo Russell's hey, pretty on, good man. though. I kid, he's good. He's not nowhere near a superstar. Of course he's not. But exactly. I'm saying he's
4: a great addition.
2: To the and race. obviously I left out Durant, but yeah. know, Durant is clearly a superstar. And I left out Steph, and he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. That's just on points. There's probably ten true superstars where there's no thought, you say the name, superstar. Yeah. That might not ever be Brunson, and probably won't. Yeah, but the interesting, he's the next crop.
4: But the interesting thing is a lot of those guys, and you didn't even say Jokic. Right, a lot of those guys. I'm just going by points. So yeah, Jokic yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but a lot of those guys have teams that are in the top three in their respective conferences. But
2: are they top three because those guys are superstars or because the other pieces around them complement and I, elevate them. I, I I do agree with that too. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think Philly definitely is there because of Embiid. If Embiid's not on that team, I'm worried about Philly. Knicks played the Sixers in the That's th- what I think you say Sixers, but, I'm these, saying, but I'd love to play the Sixers in the playoffs. But the fact is sign up for it right the, now. But the simple fact is they're the third seed in the East right now. Exactly. Without without Embiid, yep. forget it. Yep. 877 6666 Coming up